gross. Oh yeah, that's the best way to really uh, break in a hostel (laughs) is with a 24-hour bike race. Oh man. They're like, we really got to get this place stinking up enough. It's like, we can't put it, we can't actually have people stay here yet. It just doesn't smell enough. They're like sniffing around and they're like, where's the BO? It doesn't feel legit. Oh my God, we can't buy sweat? Shit. Where are we going to get it? It does, it does look very beautiful though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it looks hostile-y. Yeah. Yeah, but like I think it looks not, like nice. Not, like yeah, if I not, went to a hostel that looked like that, I'd be like, this is great. It's hostile, not hostile. I think is what we can go with. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hi. Welcome to Categorical Oracle. The podcast where three librarians sort out history's junk drawer. I'm Mary. And with me are fellow Oracles. Kelly Kai. And Andrew Crawford. He didn't even wait for me to point at. Well, you said and I thought you were gonna like take my name from me because it starts with and. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, no, no. I'm on that. How dare you? No one can take your name. No one can take my name. Take my name. That's why no one should ever put me at the end of a list of names. And take my name. Andrew! It's Andrew! I get to say it! Take my it's name. Really weird. Take my name. You're having a baby. Name oh, it after me. It's a super plan. Take my name. Take my name. Yeah. Or like a weirdly, weirdly conservative song? song about like marriage. Oh, God. Yeah. Or maybe it's a woman singing to a man, being like, Whoa. why do I have to take your name? Take my name. Take my name. Yeah. The Crostons. Mm. Or maybe it's about reservations at a fancy restaurant. <laughs> take my name. Take my name. Oh, man. You said uh, hour 45. I don't actually care. Put my name right down. <laughs> we'll be at the bar. Uh, I'll be at the bar. Take my name. Take my name. <laughs> we, when I was in Nashville with that, uh, with the tour. They, the person who gave, like, made reservations for us at this fancy restaurant made sure to tell them all of our names. Oh, man. So it's like under one person's name. And then they were like, yeah, and, and Kelly is here and uh, Egla is here and, and you're, you must be Paige. Just like, this is very weird. Yeah, this so is weird. a lot I've of detail. Never yeah. heard of this ever before in my life. And what was, was he right? Or was was that? Yeah. Sorry, like, they they had all of our names. Yes. And did they assign the right name to right people? Mm, no. Did they they make just you line us, up and guess. Yeah, they they're they like asked you us to must identify be themselves. <laughs> Show <laughs> me your identification. Acting kind of shady. Called some other lady with my same name. Take my name. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness! It's I true. need to see you. Hi. There we go. Much better. <laughs> I'm hiding. <laughs> Yeah, the the multi iPad setup is cool, like information technology wise, but visibility wise, it's an interesting challenge. Well, we should all just like video chat each other then. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> what this is is there's going to be a picture of this that's going to be like millennials are killing everything. <laughs> We're like burning some napkins in the middle of the table. <laughs> oh man, did you see? There was a story that came out recently, and it was a millennial who just paid off her student loans in like three years, and they're like, good for her. They're like, how did you do it? And she was like, I lived like I was poor, and I was like. Bitch, you were poor. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I live like I was Oh, my poor. God. Yeah, that's a, that's a fascinating uh, way of putting that's, that. That's... Yeah, you were just poor, man. You had roommates and you worked four jobs. That's how you paid them off. Yeah. Speaking of student loans and hey. being paid and uh, higher education, the topic today is, oh, the places you'll go. So we know that a lot of people graduated looking for new jobs it's summer a lot of high schoolers are getting their first job so we thought we would take this opportunity to talk a bit about the jobs in our past good bad and otherwise um for this potluck episode 
So the first item on our list we have is Kelly is going to tell us a little bit about the time that she was a Subway sandwich artiste. artiste. I was actually promoted to a, sand- a Subway sandwich artiste, too. Oh. Whoa. I know. Did that mean that you like graduated from acrylics and were working in oils? <laughs> <laughs> and vinegars. Thanks for joining us on Categorical Articles. Uh, You can like us on all the major podcasting apps. Like us, subscribe. We've just finally gotten our Instagram together. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't follow that. Uh, So I was in college and I didn't want a job, but all my friends got jobs. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to get a job now, too. Um, All of my friends quit their jobs within two months. But I kept it going. And How long I, did you work at Subway? Uh, I worked there Subway. for one academic year. Oh, so from yeah. like an October until a uh, until like an May. Okay. My last day, I was horrifically ill. Oh God! <laughs> I had, and they were like, "Kelly, get to the back and make tuna salad." <laughs> I had uh, a temperature. I was coughing, blood like, nonstop. And I was like, well, I'm a responsible food preparation person. I went and got my stupid little certificate. I'm going oh. to call into work. I am too sick. And I called into work. And uh, my manager was like, uh, you know, there's not anybody who else can, who can cover for you. And I was like, oh, well, like, you're, you don't work today. Why not, can't you come in? The manager? And she was like, well, I'm going to take my roommate's kids to a carnival. <laughs> okay. Okay. And because I was such a fucking goody two shoes, I still went into work. Of course, uh, yeah. you know there's nobody there. Somebody, somebody has to stomp on the uh, on the subway grapes to make, yeah. wine, to make their wine. <laughs> and I showed up, and there was like I was taking over for another girl, and she was like, "Oh, I have a headache." Gina said I could go home early. Bye. Oh my god. And you were like, <laughs> I remember telling my telling that manager. If a food inspector comes, I am telling them that you made me come into work and Damn. I will like I will not protect you in any way, shape, or form. You should have called the food inspector on yourself. I should have. Yeah. Uh, you're like, I'd like to report an emergency. Yeah. Me. <laughs> me. Please. Uh, <laughs> I am a threat. <laughs> so I was literally driving up to Wisconsin the next day. So it was like my last shift of the of the year, and I was supposed to come back the next semester. And she called me at least 30 times and I never answered her phone call. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. So you go. Nice. That's my, my Subway sandwich story. What is the, what kind of shenanigans would go down in a Missouri Subway? So it was not a, it was not a fun shenanigan job because I worked by myself. Oof. I um, worked in a Subway that was like connected to a Lowe's Okay. I did not know that aspect was, of it. So you were like, so you were like, I thought it was off campus. Yeah, I assumed right. it was like a campus food court. No, it was off campus. Uh, it was it it wasn't actually connected. Our doors were just directly next to each other. Mm-hmm. So, so you're in like a strip mall next to yeah. Lowe's. So my mom was like, "Well, it's safe that you can work there by yourself." And I was like, "Yeah." No. <laughs> oh man, I just remembered a great thing that happened. So I worked by myself. Yeah. This isn't a, actually a great thing. Okay. And I was mopping up at the end of the night, but we we're still open. And a guy stopped his car in the middle of the street, like in front of the place, came in, sat down in a booth and made me sit down in a booth with him. It was like, listen, I just got out of prison. I think you're really cute. 
uh, I'm looking for new friends. <laughs> Want to be my friend? <laughs> just oh, like, oh no. You're like, Yes. I can't talk. I, you know, I, I can't do. Work. Yeah, I don't do. <laughs> so he gave me his phone uh, number. Oh no! And I don't uh, know how to be a friend. And then I locked the door behind him. <laughs> yeah, oh, for real. Jesus. You're like, you're like, I can't do that for you, but I can get you uh, a chicken teriyaki. <laughs> I would never give somebody a chicken teriyaki. That was the worst to make. What? Um, oh. oh yeah, I want to know what the be- what you, what you would order if you went to a subway to this day. So it's hard because. And people, other people who have food service jobs probably have the same thing, which is I knew how to make my sandwich. Nobody else can make my sandwich, but I, I still get a spicy Italian. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's like a let's like a festival of meats and veggies, right? It's uh, salami and pepperoni. Lovely. Yeah, still Six, a festival. Eight, eight and eight. I can. I still remember What's an eight and eight. Eight of each, eight slices of each. Oh, yeah, I like, how you, I like how you said that as if I, that was like the dumbest question a person could ask. If you, you want to quiz me, I bet I still remember how to make all the sandwiches. Oh, man. All right. Um, how do you? Hmm, I need to look up a Subway sandwich. Hold on. <laughs> I, I mean, like the other ones, I'm like, tuna. Tuna. <laughs> well, you mix three quarters of a bag of mayonnaise. I don't think I want to know this. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, this. no, you already, um, this oh, is already too much how information. How many meatballs go on a meatball foot long? Yeah. Uh, six. Damn. That doesn't seem One every two inches, eh? Hey? A lot. I don't know. They fit in funny. perfectly. Um, <laughs> would people regularly order it with American cheese? We didn't have American cheese. Ooh la la. Oh, Pepper Jack provolone. And maybe it was a white American. It was I, another white cheese. I feel like there, there had to be. I've known other <laughs> people who worked at Subways, and they always talk about how gross it was when people would order weird sandwiches with yeah. American cheese. Oh, people loved putting weird cheese on everything. Oh, please tell us, what's a weird order you got? Mm. Uh, the weirdest orders I got, I got one, an order that was just cheese. No vegetables, nothing. <laughs> okay. Kelly, that's not that weird. They're making a grilled I mean, like, cheese sauce. I mean, no, I, no, no, no. Uh, going to it a subway cold. and ordering it Ew. is weird, though. That's, and like, this that's wasn't for work. a child. This was for oh, an adult. That's weird. Can I tell you the weirdest subway sandwich I've ever heard of? Yeah. Um, this is a story from my friend Tyler. Uh, shout out to Tyler, <laughs> who I used to work with at Pop Street Sale. Shout out to Pop Street Sale in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, he told me one time he was at a, uh, I believe, a subway in another store like Walmart or something like that. And he was in line behind someone who ordered a tuna sub. Ooh. Fine. Good start. I, I'm, I'm like a good tuna sub myself. And then asked the sandwich artiste to take four <laughs> macadamia nut cookies. Oh, no. Place them on top of the tuna sub. Cover them in, I believe, oil and vinegar dressing. Douse them till they were wet. I thought it was sweet onion. Sweet onion, yes. Douse them in sweet onion until until the cookies were wet. And that was the sandwich. The mushiest, grossest sandwich I've ever heard of. Turn that frown upside down. (laughs) What goes on a cold cut combo? A cold cut combo is the worst. That comes on pre-packaged meat. I have no idea what it is. You oh just my take, God. It's just like a slip. You pull it out and then it ha- it's like has like, you know, the baking paper on each side and you pull it off, put down, pull off the top. So this, so I looked up what it is. A cold cup com- cold cut combo is a sandwich is ham, salami, bologna and then there is a parenthetical and it says all turkey based, which I was like, they mean the ham is turkey based too? <laughs> yeah, it, it was like, it was very gross. Uh, what goes on an Italian BMT? That is, so it's, I'm all doing all footlongs. Six. Uh, Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. Six <laughs> salami. If you're Subway and you're not getting a footlong, what are you doing? Uh, it's six salami, six pepperoni, two pieces of ham. I like the BMT. 
LBMT is good. Uh, my go-to order, can I tell you what my go-to order is at a Subway and you can tell me if, I, if uh, I would judge you? Are you sure. would, yes. That and also on a scale of one to five how gross that actually is. Okay. Okay. No cheese. I never get cheese there either. Wheat bread, tuna with lettuce, red onion, spinach, green pepper, light oil and vinegar, oregano. I th- always think it's weird when people get anything other than lettuce and tomato on a tuna, but that's on you. Like It's because the tomatoes don't look very good to me. Mm. Yeah. I, sometimes I will get a tomato if I'm like looking at them and they look okay. Yeah. But oh, and I also, did I say green pepper? I always get yes. green peppers on them too. Uh, doing the prep was always really or horrible because you'd have to be like sitting in the back and sweating while working with giant knives. <laughs> uh, uh, making the bread was really, really awful. Uh, you had to like put it in like it's all frozen I hate to tell this to you guys it's fresh baked every day but it comes from like a frozen it looks like a frozen hot dog oh my god and you put it in these like little bread molds and then you put it in the cooler and then you have to like the next morning they're all like puffed up a little bit you have to put little slits in all of them and uh, so they're all the same bread like you know there's like a wheat and then there's like a wheat that has like oats on top of it yeah it's not healthier. It's the same exact thing. Oh I assumed. God. I've like, actually looked at the nutritional information on Subway Bread. Yeah. One time a man came in. He's like, is there any uh, milk or eggs in the bread? And I was just like, <laughs> I mean, probably not. I mean, there, <laughs> Who would, who's to know? There's question mark bread <laughs> in the bread. There's so, yoga mat in the bread. This is yeah. a cute This is a cute thing. that my, We used to do this. My mom and I, my, my brother and my dad, I think to this day still do not really like tuna, especially like tuna salad. Like they'll eat like a tuna steak, but yeah. not tuna salad and so on very rare occasions my brother and dad would be out of town and my mother and i would go to subway or blimpies blimpies more like and get a foot-long tuna sandwich and split it so we each should have six, six inches, inches of, of tuna, of tuna. Oh, and then they cute. would and they would make a, like with separate toppings on each side the person always seemed really tickled by it oh man hmm. i fucking hated when people did that <laughs> I hate it when people are like, I only want this half and this half. And I'm like, can I just make this as two six inch subs, please? I will charge you for a foot long. And whenever they were like, no, I was just like, why? I think we would have let you do that. They want it to be a journey. You start on one end, you end somewhere totally different. They weren't that different. I think my mom wanted onions and I didn't. Yeah. Oh, my God. This was like me being a perfectionist thing where I'm like, look, absolutely can't get on the other half. The other thing, people were so gross about sauce. People (laughs) wanted to like buy bags of sauce, Uh, and like didn't what sauce? Why bags? It's that's how it comes. Why did they? They're like, give me a bag of your finest. Well, they asked for a bottle of it, and I'm like, oh god, we don't have bottles. Not it. I I put this into the bottle, and they're like, oh well, I'll just take that. And we're just like, no, no. Oh my god, Uh, what sauce were they especially obsessed with? I've only ever gotten oil and vinegar on a sub. It's like the sweet onion people really, really like. It's disgusting. If you have to make it, it like gets all the way up your arms. And wait, you had to prepare the sweet onion sauce? No, that's how you like when you make the sweet onion teriyaki. It's the same sauce. Oh, I see. So, it's the sauce, and then you put more of the sauce on top of it. Is it kind of like like sauce that would be on like General Tso's chicken? Yes. Mm. Okay. That seems weird on a on a, like a cold sandwich. I mean, I guess you can get it toasted. Yeah, but people get so you have to get it you have to get it warmed up because the health code is like, hey, you can't have cold meat. <laughs> so we can like put it in the microwave for you. Like we can microwave the chicken, but it has to be warm. Oh, okay, but you could you could get like. Um, a cold cut combo and then be like I want sweet onion on the end yes. of it 
you that's what whatever I'm that's that's the beauty of subway it's the beauty of subway you can have a different sandwich every day not that i'd ever do that i always 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 get the same it's sandwich. the exact same nice. thing what do you guys have for categories for this <laughs> there's like enough, enough sad subway talk <laughs> do you know how much subway talk i'm gonna have to cut out <laughs> um so I really focused in on the fact that the people who are the sandwich creators here are called artists <laughs> and how funny that is. So I called this a resume builder spin wheel sandwich edition as opposed to pinwheel sandwiches. It's a spin <laughs> wheel on what you're doing. Nice, nice. I uh, decided for all my categories to pick, since the, the the title of the show today is Oh, the Places You'll Go, I picked actual places as categories, places as categories that you would go based on the nature of this job. So because... Um, <laughs> so my concept. Well, thank you. Well, you'll see. We'll see how high concept it is. So because um, because I feel like this particular type of job where you are often young, forced to deal with the public in ways that are kind of simply grotesque, um, but unavoidable in your position, uh, pushes you... Like, where, what, what is a place that is reflective of that type of experience? I went with the stocks. The stocks? <laughs> I thought it was going to be like Butte, Iowa. Yeah, no, no, that's no. What I thought, no, no, I thought no, you were going to be like naming cities in the uh, states. Lowercase yeah. p places, surely. The Types stocks. of places you can go. Yeah, the, the stocks. stocks. You mean the market, right? Of course. Yeah, Wall Street. I'm down doing a visual joke. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just called it Karen. Please. <laughs> please. I can't oh, anymore. Kelly, I think you get that one. Yeah, you definitely yeah. get that one. All right, next up we have Andrew uh, with his first job. Oh, yeah, we do. So uh, my first job, similar to Kelly's, was also in food service. My first job was at a Fazoli's. Now, for context, I'm sure, like, based on my understanding of what Fazoli's is to people outside of my hometown, uh, it's it's a, it's a sort of a fourth-tier fast food restaurant <laughs> that uh, akin to a Long Chon Silver's that you wouldn't really want to go to unless there was absolutely nothing else. I mean, like, you're on the highway... You know, microwave spaghetti? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but where I'm from, Lexington, Kentucky, uh, it's a bit of a different story because Fazoli's was born in Lexington, Kentucky. And thus there are native like... Child, native child, yep, son, native Fazoli's. son of Fazoli's city. There are like 30 goddamn Fazoli's in that town. And they're, they're everywhere. And they're like a much bigger part of like fast food culturally there were when I lived there like 10 years ago. There are Fazoli's everywhere. Everywhere. There's like, there, like literally you can't go... There's like... Fazoli's are like within five minutes of each other, basically. Like they're always, there's always a Fazoli's and they're always awful. And, and it's oh. also very important to note that they all have drive throughs too. Oh, they all have drive throughs In yeah. case you need to get some spaghetti some on the go. Some rapid fire Fazoli's. <laughs> and they're also always busy. For your Again, road trip. <laughs> they were like 10, 10 years ago. So um, how did I get this job? Well, um, this is this is the ultimate like, well, things were different when I was a kid story because I got my first job by driving around the city, going to places and saying, hey, are you hiring? Like yep. just like just like baby movers tell you you should to find jobs. I actually managed to pull it off. It was crazy, and I looking back must have been the most annoying thing to deal with as an employee. Because like there was a not to get too sidetracked. There was a guitar store in town that I tried to apply to like eight times. <laughs> never to learn. Never knew how to play the guitar. I just really wanted to, <laughs> and I thought that my dedication to wanting to play the guitar <laughs> was enough for them to hire me at a guitar store. 
It wasn't. It was not. No, it turns out it was not. They were not um, playing hard to get. They weren't nope. negging you. No, they just. But they were. They were frankly very polite to me every time I came in to apply for a job that I was completely and wildly underqualified for. Um. So. Uh, so I. I also. I also applied to Myers. I tried to apply to Myers. Didn't get that job, which is really annoying. I knew a lot of shitty people who got jobs there, but I did not. Anyway, after this massive job hunt on the day before my seventeenth birthday, I walked into Fazoli's. I said I was looking for a job. They offered to do an interview right there. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to go do, look some more, do some more looking, and then I'll come back later with my application. Because <laughs> that's what everyone else had said. It was like, hey, they'll bring your application back later as sort of a way to push me off. Get I out. naively didn't realize that that wasn't happening and I should have stayed. So I came back like later that afternoon, gave them my application, got like a token, like, hey, you are competent? Yeah. Like, basically, <laughs> like you can... Not you came back. You came back. Step one. You, you look know, like you can scoop spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. Well, you. Do, I, I hope so, but I never got the chance because I never actually got the. Uh, I was never a food. This job started a hilarious trend in my my life from like the age of seventeen to the age of like twenty seven, wherein I always was working in food service. Never got to touch the food. Never got to touch the food, <laughs> and was always the worst i was never good at anything i was i was the worst i was always in front of house every food job i had never good with dealing with people and yet <laughs> and my drawer was always yet, 65 dollars short always every off, single yeah. time oh, interesting <laughs> yeah. and yet you parlayed this job into panera because the guy was so impressed with your work i know Pizzoli. this this to me this to me is the funniest one of the like yeah so oh. so my second job was at panera bread much fancier because the manager of the Panera Bread this is back when it was like a new hot new thing and it was like a little franchise saw me at Fazoli's my mom would go to Panera Bread somehow made the connection that like we were related I think you went with her to a Panera Something Bread like and he that. was like you guys are related she oh, was man. like yes. I saw I, I mean clearly and clearly the guy was like just giving one of his customers a secondhand compliment about her son who must have been clearly incompetent <laughs> At, I don't think so, dude. I think you were uh, you better. Have, you, I think you were better than you thought you were. I don't think I was, but um, yeah. And then this guy, this manager, this parent, Red, who was a real creepy guy, it turns out, um, was like, "Yeah, if, you, if your son came in to apply, I'd give him a job right away." So I did, and he didn't hire <laughs> and, you. And, though. and he followed through and regretted it terribly because <laughs> I was so bad at that job. And I kept asking, like, to be because like, I wanted to like make the sandwiches because I didn't have to deal with people because I was bad at dealing with people. No, never happened. Anyway, I think uh, you're better than you thought you were. But I, I we're not talking. You, we're not talking about Panera. We're, we're talking, talking about Fazoli's, which was um, so. You know, I think I mentioned earlier. I think most of the world sees it as sort of a fourth tier fast food option. It's. Here it is. Here's, it is. You're it, here to tell a, you that it is. Here's the secret. It is. Yeah, you want, again, you want microwave spaghetti or like lightly lightly boiled spaghetti with flavorless microwaved sauce. It's, yeah. it's overly boiled. It's very oh, yeah. soft. Well, it's funny is like they there's there's a whole staff of people who just whose job is just to mass pre-boil noodles, noodles till they're just slightly. Well, I guess like the principle is that they're going to be slightly below al dente ready to like properly ready to eat but they always they always over boil them and then they boil them and heat them up and then you get this mushy spaghetti are they boiled in fryers yes but full of water yeah which is is a cool thing to see actually actually Um, I've seen that places I've seen like people think that that would be a good idea for like a restaurant just have like fresh pasta and then fryers and just like 
There's actually, I think, another another Italian job I worked at. Uh, they had a similar setup too. You just like what other Italian job did you work at? Uh, Pacini's, Pacini's Smiling Teeth Pizza. That, oh, yeah, that Pacini's Smiling name. Teeth Pizza, which actually did have oh, fairly good food. Their food was. I think good. they're just still around too, so good for them. They are. Um, yeah, so Fazoli was just like it was uh, simply disgusting. Like it's, and I'm, <laughs> I feel like I should apologize because I'm a native son of Lexington, and they are such a big thing. But no, it's so gross. Well, um, where else are Christian are Christian uh, high school bands gonna pull off the highway? <laughs> exactly. to get to get a go, to get, get a wholesome meal, uh, just all of the breadsticks that you could oh possibly make. I for have them. lots of questions about Fazoli's. May Please I start firing ask them? away? Okay, I'm also going to quiz you a little bit, like Kelly. But oh if you were as bad at your job as you say you are, the, you might not know the answer. I to you. I'm not going to. Um, I, I would like to say I was great at Subway. <laughs> uh, okay, how often do breadsticks go out? The official uh, timeline, the schedule is: I shit you not. Every five minutes. That's incredible. It really was. <laughs> oh my God, that takes my breath away and, okay, a little so, bit. So it's worth noting historically. So while I worked at this, was always there were two general managers in my time there. First, the guy, I won't say his name, A, right? Whatever. Manager A. Abe. Oh, no. No, Manager A, whose name did start with A, but it's all I'm telling you, um, was Andrew. just so, oh, no, was so clearly like burnt out on this job. That he would like actually yell at customers. <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> Love how, like, that. like, oh, like one time somebody ordered something, got the wrong order, came back, called him, was like, hey, you gave us the wrong order. And like normally the response is, oh, I am so sorry. Come back in. We'll, we'll like take care of this. We'll refund you and we'll get you the best food, whatever. Like keep them happy. Manager A's response was, yeah, you know what? Come in. Come on in. Come on. Yeah, that's right. Come back in. I'll, I'll tell you what's up. It came back in and just told them basically to get the fuck out. <laughs> They, they came again. He told them to leave. It was terrifying. I've only worked one place where, uh, or had one gig, it wasn't a, like a regular job, where everyone was basically encouraged to treat customers like garbage, mm-hmm. and it is so bad for morale. Oh, my God. Like, you think, you like watch like uh, High Fidelity or um, Empire Records, and you're like, and, like it's very nice, but like, eh, we don't care. Yeah, we don't Customer service. Eh. But it does actually make you feel bad that your job is basically to tell people to go away constantly. Yeah, no, you need if, you need that like luminary example of like, please be nice to people, so that when you are less nice to people, it, it it's it's satisfying. <laughs> well, I think it should just be like, like treat people like they're human beings. Like I don't yeah. think you have to be like Chick Fil A nice, but like, oh god, yeah. I think it's like treat people with general respect until it's obvious that they don't deserve it. <laughs> And, yeah, then, don't, and then stand up for yourself. Don't try to get into a fight with a guy in a pickup truck in Kentucky because you gave not him big ZD and he wanted something else. That's, okay. that's I got good. some. Yeah. I got. Uh, were you saying no? Oh, but I was going to say. I oh, just to wrap up that thought. Manager B who came in later. Um, was much was like the squeakiest, cleanest, like Christian Southern Christian man ever, and he instituted a uh, recur. He had a, a digital timer that went off every five minutes, loudly. And then when it did off, somebody had to get our breadsticks. And it got to the point where people were actually like, like, Van J didn't give a shit about breadstick timing. He was like, bring them out, whatever. Manager B was like, you need them every five minutes. And it, like, people hated it. Like, you never seen so many people pissed off being offered bread. They're just like, no, I still don't want your buttery breadsticks. Anyway, next question. You should explain that concept to people who may never oh, have better do oh. fuzzolies. Well, if you haven't a Fazoli's, one of the, the only selling point of a Fazoli's yeah. <laughs> is that they we ha- they have breadsticks that 
are very delicious. The they, recipes they are very delicious. They taste really good, and they are available for free. Like if, if you're eating the restaurant, you get f- you get two breadsticks with basically everything, everything yeah. default, including pizza. I think yes, including <laughs> just, here's some bread. It's here's all bread. I mean it's all bread based dishes, right? It's like pasta. Oh, pizza. you ordered bread here for bread. It's just bread, not yeah. normal to get breadsticks with pizza too. But like the thing is, like yeah, somebody has to bring you out breadsticks every five goddamn minutes. So you can have some endless breadsticks of these things that are so delicious, but also like. Are like <laughs> gross. Like they're so buttery. I mean, like they settle I, in your stomach in a in a, way in a that, not great way. Yeah, I know. I I, a lot, I've eaten a lot of them. In oh, my life, me though. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what comes on a classic sampler? No fucking clue. Fettuccine Alfredo, lasagna with meat sauce, um, and or and spaghetti and meatballs. Wow. What comes on an oven baked classic sampler? I'm assuming that, but with ziti. It's that, but covered in cheese and stuck in the oven for a little bit. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. What comes on the ultimate sampler, which I... is a very, which at least in West Allis, Wisconsin, where I think our only Fazoli's in the state is, <laughs> is seven ninety nine. Oh, my <laughs> oh, God. God. So think about that. Now tell me what you think is on it. A piece of pizza. It's no, it's the first thing, but with ziti. So it's like oh, you thought what? the oven bake, <laughs> and it comes in at a tight little one thousand and fifty calories. Oh you know? god! And as all, it's not like a huge portion. That's the best thing. It's like a relatively small like amount of food. It's just I mean, so it's dense. four different pasta dishes. I'm actually kind of yeah. impressed that it's only that. To be quite honest with you, but no, definitely like the ugh, god, so bad. What was uh, your go-to thing to eat while you're on? I honestly. Shift? I never ate the pasta because it was gross. Okay. I ate the pizza and I ate breadsticks. Pizza was not great, but it was... pizza was terrible. Ooh. The pizza was basically like the worst... Pizza tastes like Play-Doh. Pizza. Yeah. It, it, it like... It had that like salty, <laughs> gummy time I ordered a chicken parmesan <laughs> for Fazoli. How'd oh, that work man. out? I bet mean, that was actually fine. Yes. It was okay. It yeah. was uh, definitely a like basically a chicken patty with, oh, yeah. with uh, some sauce and cheese melted over it. I remember what chicken parm at from cafeterias were like. I assume it's like that. Yeah. So, I was a strong spaghetti and meatballs person. Okay. That's what I got when yeah, I went yeah. there. That's probably the best choice. What's funny is like, the food was always like somehow like not salty enough, but also had enough sodium to kill you. Well, the breadsticks were really salty. Oh, yeah. So the sauce I do always remember as being pretty disappointing. It was very ragu-y. It was just kind of one note. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. No, what's funny is the the, the breadsticks actually, like, the, when I first started working there, they came pre-buttered in a bag. And basically it was like, you know how, like, French mashed potatoes, it would be like half potato, half butter? That, but imagine like the gooey, because it's also like not real butter. Yeah. This gooey butter like like compound on them and you spread them and you have to wash your hands for like 10 minutes because it's ever. And then uh, they changed it so we had to fresh butter the breadsticks, which meant (sighs) that the gooey butter compound came in a separate container. (laughs) We brushed it on liberally and made something that was delicious, but probably has led to many more deaths than will ever be acknowledged. (laughs) Do, did the pizza have vegetables on it? God, no. I don't think there's a single vegetable in the rest, but. They had salads. Um, what I forgot about that. What yeah. um, I mean, what could you get anything you wanted on a pizza? You couldn't. Wasn't no, it like cheese like or pepperoni? Very, they're very clearly defined. Only like I don't, think, a, I don't think you could like get a you, like, you, could you couldn't get a, a whole, custom pizza. Well, you could order a whole pizza. You could get a custom pizza that way, but only like three people ever did. And once the one time they let me work the drive-through again because I was terrible. I, this guy came and ordered a pizza and I was in such a panic that I basically started serving his pizza to other people and he's waiting outside in the parking lot for like an hour. <laughs> well, 
and was so pissed. What a dummy uh, for ordering a whole pizza. Via at, a drive through <laughs> yeah. at Fazoli's. I've gone through, I've gone through Rocky Rococo's. Well, that's different because that's actually times. like surprisingly good pizza. Fazoli's is like the worst. Anyway, um, what kind of categories do you guys have? For my first job. Oh, uh, yeah, I asked what you're, I've asked all my facilities questions. I just wanted to make sure. Oh, yeah. Good questions from you, Kelly? I, <laughs> I've only been to facilities a handful of times. Fair, fair. Yeah. Uh, uh, for, for reasons explained. Yeah. Fourth tier <laughs> restaurant. Um, categories. Yeah. I called this how the sausage meatballs get made. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Mary? Those were quotations um, to everyone who's not <laughs> sitting in a room with me. <laughs> so I feel like there's like a grand tradition in television to have jobs in movies to have jobs for people like this that don't possibly exist in real life. I cite the um, falafel hat that the woman in uh, She's All That has to wear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or like the honker burger in oh, Doug. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, burger restaurants exist, but it's like not quite nah. like that. And they certainly don't have as many beet themed foods <laughs> yeah, <laughs> inside yeah. of them. Good burger. And I think that if you were to explain to most people in the world, since Fazoli's <laughs> is so rare, yeah. what if Fazoli's is, they'd be like, that's not a real thing. That's like a job like Pete and Pete would have had in an episode. <laughs> like that's not, there's not a fast casual, casual like, like red sauce, uh, drippy candles, Chianti bottle, Italian joint. That's like not a fa- that's not a thing, but yeah, it is a thing. It's explicitly a thing. So I call this strictly celluloid employed. Oh, something that would only okay. exist on TV. I went with uh, for the second time because of the front face nature of my experience. The stocks for this. Stocks. I think Mary, Mary gets, gets this it. one. Boom. Yeah. Thank you. This one because I never really thought of it that way because it's so real to me. Yeah, and so but it's really but, weird. If yeah. you like, I mean, that would be like if they'd be like, "Oh no, absolutely!" Did you know there's a fast casual fondue joint. You'd be like, "No, there's not." <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, Burgers and sandwiches. That's what those and and maybe fast food pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like kind of even in its own sort of sort of idea. Thing. True. Yeah. Okay. Next up is me. Hey. So my first job um, was at a Hancock Fabrics, and I was simply a clerk. I was not an artiste. <laughs> Um, we can't all be artists. I got this job two days before my 16th birthday. Oh. I was at Hancock Fabrics with my mother, picking out coverings for dining room chairs, picking out fabric make covers for dining room chairs. I saw that they were hiring. I was like, I'm about to turn 16. And they hired me, and I made a whopping $5.25 oh. an hour, yeah. which was the absolute nice. minimum wage yeah. at that time. I think technically five fifteen was a minimum wage, hilariously enough. So they No, no, you. they made it really clear that I made absolutely <laughs> minimum wage. <laughs> nice. They're nice. like, was, if we could pay you less, we would. They were like, yeah. this, is the, this is what we are able to pay you. This is it. Yeah. Um, and that was a great job because I worked with a lot of really weird old ladies <laughs> <laughs> and serving a bunch of really weird people. <laughs> so I really liked that job, actually, and I was very good at that job. Um, but my job basically was to, of course, like stock the floor. Um, so like put fabric out, put the worst was sorting out embroidery threads because they would come in a big bag and you'd have to like oh, judge them out. And they were each individually wrapped. Oof. <laughs> Sorry, the ocean. <laughs> Sorry. Those, oh, they need to figure that shit out. Because, uh, yeah. like, scanning, like, to check out is also just the worst. A, a because they have to, you have to yes. scan each individual thread because of inventory. Of They're all different colors. It's awful. My favorite, my very favorite uh, co-worker was named Louise. And she looked like a little old troll. She's probably dead now. All right. Oh, Rest R. in R. power. R.I.P. <laughs> 
and she loved butterflies. She loved, always had butterflies. She had an embroidery machine. She had a fancy uh, sewing machine that would do embroidery for her. Because mm. so you guys got a good discount. We got to buy them at cost, oh, which oh, was nice. very That's nice. Really good a very good yeah. discount. Very good discount. Literally the best discount you can give. Yes. Except, you know, and Except for speaking. giving it to you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so she bought a very expensive machine and she therefore just proceeded to be like, why am I not wearing butterflies 24-7 on all of my clothing? <laughs> nice. So all of her clothes had an embroidered butterfly on them somewhere. I kind of love that, actually. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. And um, the best thing she did, so she, when I met her, she was like, oh, well, you know, I'm really thinking about really thinking about my husband Howard he passed he's really sad and Howard and did she have bad days thinking about Howard and there'd be you know Howard's death anniversary she wasn't gonna come in she was scheduled didn't come in and come to find out uh, she had a beef with one of our coworkers named Anne and Anne told me that Howard doesn't exist (gasps) oh Howard was in an absolute fiction she had she had she was currently having a hot and heavy affair with her mailman Louise was (laughs) And, um, in fact, Howard does not exist. She has never been married. She just made him up so that she could jerk her boss around Louise. and give days off. <laughs> oh, my God. I love Louise even more. Yep. Like, how? Oh how is God, that not yes. the best thing ever? Louise also had a, uh. a pair of electric scissors because she did have pretty bad arthritis. Hmm. So she couldn't work a traditional scissors. So she had these things where you would kind of, you'd hold them. They were like, sort of looked yeah, like a screwdriver. Yeah. And then you'd pull like a trigger gun, like a trigger on them. And they were, and they were slow and they were loud. And they like, they would crap out like three, four times shift. So she'd have to go sit in the back, put her feet up while her scissors charged. <laughs> God forbid she couldn't unwrap <laughs> threads during that time. She couldn't. It, uh, like, you know, pull little plastic casings mm. off of D- DMC threads. Absolutely oh not. Pretty funny. There was a <laughs> woman who every shift would just go to the pattern section and just like straighten for the entire shift. And you'd go up to her and you'd be like, hey, we uh, we need some help. And she'd be like, I just I, I, as soon as I'm done here, I will come and help you. <laughs> never did. Never did. <laughs> never did. Oh, oh man. man. Those are some wild employees. <laughs> It was I a pretty. It was a pretty wild time. Louise, you are my hero. It was a pretty wild time. Fabric stores. Mm. It's a good first job, though. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of any other good questions that I might have. Don't think I have any. Would you like me to tell you the worst thing that ever happened to me? At the yes, store? I would. Absolutely. Okay. The absolute <laughs> nice. worst thing that ever happened to me though was a woman was trying to buy a dress form, and it's a little confusing because there are a lot of different sizes of it, and like different like configurations and this is one of the more expensive things we ever sold so i was really trying to give her like good service and so i was like walking her through and we had this like poster on the wall and then there was like a fly out like menu and you bring out these like dress forms from the look at so i was like walking her through the whole thing and i was i was showing her a pamphlet and she was like so is this the price and i was like oh no actually it's it's down here and i pointed at it but i like crossed my arm over her arm she was like holding it I crossed my arm over to mm. point. That apparently offended her deeply that I had like invaded her personal space in that way. She dropped the pamphlet, slapped me on the face and said, I can read. <laughs> I was like, whoa! Jesus Christ. What did they do? They kick her out? Um, they my manager came over and was like, you can go to the back. I was like, Mary, go to the back. It's fine. And I like went back and like sat there and like... Ah! called your mom and then i think i think that he was like here's my he was like to the woman he was like here's my phone number if you ever want to come in and buy anything you need to call me first and then i think that they escorted her out but yeah like she didn't buy anything Mm. but i think he was basically like you probably are going to come back in so no no (laughs) 
Yeah. 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 Jeez. That's the worst thing I ever happened. That's that insane. Job. That segue was very well into my category, which is <sighs> Karen, please. <laughs> <laughs> please, please get up and start helping me. Oh my yeah. gosh. I, uh, because I think, because I, my, my understanding, I think, which is valid here is that a lot of the, <clears throat> A lot of the the memories of this job relate to dealing with people of a different age than you were since you were sixteen. Everyone else was uh, a septuagenarian at the, at the least. Was at least sixty one. Exactly. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. um, so I thought, what's a place where you have to deal with many people you don't know who are of a variety of ages? Answer: A friend's wedding. <laughs> ah. Um. This, I also focused on that part of mm-hmm. it because that was definitely the funniest part of that job for me. Is that I was like the only young person working at an old lady store. Um. So I called it Benjamin Buttons. Oh, oh damn it. Yeah. Okay. That's, Thank you. That's yes. perfect. You get it. There he gets yeah. it. Fine, fine, boom, fine. boom, 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 boom. I would like to tell you guys about the worst job that I've ever been offered but did not take. Please. And if Please. I had taken the job, I'm sure this is one of the ones I would talk about. <laughs> it's at a local grocery store chain named Redacted. Won't say what. And it was around um, Thanksgiving time. So it was like coming up on big food holidays. And I was offer i was brought in for an interview for um like a cheesemonger position like working the cheese counter and i was like this sounds fun it's kind of like a ritzy grocery store and standing behind the cheese counter i like cheese i like cheese and this will be great and i went into interview for it and it was not what i was expecting i was not going to be standing behind i was not going to have a lot of customer facing jobs the job description was you are going to stand in a basement that is two stories below the floor it's like a two-story staircase. And your job is to cut, pre-cut big blocks of cheese into various sizes. So, like, a pound and a half block, a pound block, a half pound block, and wrap it in cellophane and label it. But every 15 minutes, you need to run. That was stress that it needs to be a running job up <laughs> two flights of stairs <laughs> to the main cheese area and make sure everything was okay. Whip your head around. <laughs> What's sure- going on? Is there a cheese crisis? Is everything okay? <laughs> make sure nothing oh. needed to be restocked. Make sure people didn't have questions. Just put eyes on the cheese. I, I, the thing I love most about that is it implies to me that, they're, that you're only going to get cheese service every 15 minutes. Yeah, you, like you people, you you, get there, you better plan to wait. How much for cheese, cheese do and you this, think you could cut and wrap in a fifteen-minute time increment? Also, much. The, the idea of like you know, yeah, you need to wait, and then a very like out of breath person in the mid twenties is going to run up and say, "Do you need any gouda? I just got some. Is everything okay? Well, she didn't run back downstairs. Okay, well, if there were if there were problems, I would have to run back down because I don't know what the problems are initially. Run back down, get whatever like needed to be restocked. Run back up, and then I guess the 15-minute cycle would restart. Oh, my God. But it was just the most ridiculous-sounding job of all time. So I, I, Why couldn't they just have a button? Here's, uh, yeah, here's or like my, two people yeah. that, is, that they pay that's minimum That's one of the wage. few jobs I think right, a drone yeah. could really help with. Every 15 minutes, a little drone goes by <laughs> with a camera so you can check what's going on in the cheese section. Mm. My mom yeah. also worked at aforementioned uh, grocery store. Redacted, redacted. Mm. Uh, as did my brother-in-law and... Uh, what my mom did sampling for them. Mm. Oh, so good at it, I bet. Yeah, because oh she's like a beautiful older woman, like woman of a certain age, 
who like entices people to come in and try a woman Braunschweiger. Of taste, a woman of taste <laughs> refinement. Yeah. Serving Brian Braunschweiger on picks. Yeah. Yeah. And uh. then except for the one time when she had a little clumsy moment because I come by it honest huh. and uh, knocked a sterno can over and started <gasps> the carpet. <laughs> Person was she the cheese department? Did a harried twenty something run up from the basement? I was like, ah, there's a disaster! <laughs> All I know how to do is run up and down the stairs. Maybe it was right after that that she was like, "You just need to make sure everything's okay. <laughs> make sure no one's actively setting fire to the cheese department." Actually, it might have been around the same time frame if I think about oh, it. Man. It, was, it was like grad school, right? Yeah, yeah, that's about when oh, it was man. the first year of grad school. I mean, to be honest, yeah, that's, that's what it happened. That's a terrible <laughs> job. Like, that's a terrible job, but I probably would have taken it, except they weren't going to work with my class schedule. Oh, no. Which, like, no, you can't. Cheese, people have cheese emergencies at night between <laughs> 5 and 9 p.m. <laughs> probably that's about 100% of cheese emergencies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really thinking about it. Eighty-seven uh, percent of cheese emergencies happen after five p.m. <laughs> uh, we're turning on to day three of our coverage of the curd crisis. <laughs> All right, next up we got Kelly. Coming back to Kelly. What was your job? Oh, I was the resource center and collections intern at the John Michael Kohler Art Center, Arts Center, not just one art, uh, in uh, Sheboygan, Wisconsin. This time, I assume that the art that you're making is not um, cold cut based. It is not cold Mm -hmm. cut based. Uh, I I did make weird art here. Um, So this was my first, like, library job. I mean, like, I worked as a circulation clerk, but this was, like, my first, like, professional library job um, that I got because my mom saw a uh, posting in the newspaper. And I I needed to do an internship before I graduated. Mm -hmm. So I went and worked there. And then uh, me and my boss got along so well that we uh, that she asked me to come back the next summer. And we're still good friends to this day. Excellent. Um, I made a list of all the weird shit I did there. Would you like to hear it? Oh, I would would. love nothing more than to hear it. Um, So first, everyone who's listening should know that you should go to the art center up in Sheboygan. It's It's fabulous. It's genuinely one of the best museums I've ever been to. Uh, It is totally free. Uh, they have good hours. Like, just make it. If you have a chance to get up there, you should get up there. Yeah. Uh, they specialize in outsider art, so art by people who do, have do not have any formal training, and art environments. Oh my god. So, like, uh, people who make the space that they live in uh, come alive. Basically, the the great one of the it's still one of the greatest things that exhibitions I've ever seen was at one of those art environments where they literally there was a. Uh, a man in Florida who who bedecked his entire home, every square <laughs> inch of his home, with with rhinestones and sort sort of yeah. elaborate decoration. And what they did was buy his house after he died, and his actual house was in the exhibition and preserved. Yeah, it was amazing. So they, their mission is actually really like noble too. Like they preserve these sort of things that are easy to ignore, and and like. Allow you access to them. Wait, it's really. Who does want to see this guy's rhinestone toilet? It, it was amazing. He did not have a rhinestone toilet. If you remember, they had very nice Kohler products in that yeah, bathroom. Yeah, because it is a oh, brand right. new Kohler products. Yeah, yeah. In that I mean, well, yeah. I, just as I'm sure it was. Yes, I'm sure. exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. It also has a great bathroom. Yes, yeah. their bathrooms are all beautifully oh God, yeah. designed by artists because they can use the Kohler plant, or they did use the Kohler plant. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also, I don't know if you guys even know this, they have a program where they. Uh, basically put an artist in the Kohler plant and they can use all the Kohler plant facilities 
to make their art. That's well, amazing. cool. So the Kohler yeah. has like an artist in residence. Yes. Via the this museum. Huh. Yes. Very cool. So it's cool. a very cool thing. Uh, but they also like to do a lot of weird, fun stuff there. So in no particular order, I have had to go around and ask people to donate their art during a festival, mm-hmm. during their art festival, and just walk <laughs> up to artists and be like, hey, can I have free stuff? Hey, free. Hey, free. <laughs> Literally, you went up to people, pointed their stuff, and was like, this free? Free? For me? Me? Free? <laughs> I uh, and then had to like ma- help manage all of the volunteers who were all old ladies who did not want to listen to a thing I said. Of oh course. yeah. Uh, so you know what it's like to work at a fabric store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I had to sell lemonade with preschoolers there. Um, I had to who uh, also didn't want to listen to a thing you said. Uh, yeah, I had to walk in a Fourth of July parade at six a.m. Oh my god! Like I'd be there at six a.m. for the seven o'clock parade. Uh, and then after that parade, we walked down to the riverfront, and they have this thing where they it's called the cardboard armada. Oh yeah! And it's everybody makes these big cardboard boats, and then they race them. And my job was to fish cardboard out of the river with like a giant <laughs> pool skimmer. <laughs> no, with my hands. <laughs> Kelly, <laughs> I'm going to donate pool skimmers to the art center for this purpose. <laughs> um, there was a uh, exhibit where they, I totally forgot about this. And I was, when I was at um, Antiques on Piers yesterday, I heard one of the songs, which is, we, so we were, it was an exhibit on memory and her mom uh, used to own a bookstore. So she had wanted all these books to be put up, like monolithic, like as tall as like the gallery where um, the house was. Mm, yeah. There yeah. were oh my God. bookshelves up to the ceiling. So we were putting those books on. Not in any library order, in pretty order. Mm-hmm. And so we were putting that all of those up, and the same two songs kept playing over and over and over. Crimson and Clover. <laughs> over and, uh, and over. Yeah, over and over. <laughs> That's so cruel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I can't remember what the other one was, but I heard Crimson and Clover yesterday. Ooh, and I just right. said, and like, I have such vivid memories now of it, which is what's very funny about it, of, of like doing that so I learned how to use a scissor lift that time. Ooh. Uh, I cleaned stuff out of basements. I mean, I did actual, like, work, too. Like, good. But this is just all the weird, fun stuff I did. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. What was your favorite um, exhibition you ever saw there while you were working? Uh, oh, that's hard. So there are many things that are my favorite things. Mm. They had this giant, uh, like, mirrored disco ball horse that was, like, oh rearing gosh. up. That's that I cool. got to sit next to whenever I was down in collections. I loved that. Um, I also, they had an exhibition on humor that was really good. Hmm. I liked all the EVB, uh, Eugene von Breckenheimer, which I think is one of your guys' favorite oh, exhibitions. Yeah. I love that one. He yeah. did a lot of weird stuff. He liked to make like stuff out of chicken bones. Chicken bone thrones. So chicken bone thrones. And yeah. from KFC. <laughs> That's where the chicken was from. Uh, and his house, he had a house too. Like his, like he was part of a, like he did an entire experience too. I don't hmm. know what ever happened to his house though. So interesting. I love all of his stuff too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. his photography. His wife is just—it's so like weirdly emotionally, reli- uh, emotionally rich, but also like creepily erotic. Yeah, like, erotic. at the same time. Yeah. And I, I saw like all of the off cuts too. Oh, like man. I saw the stuff like that they didn't put in into it so uh like being down in the collections where you 
like all of the, their permanent collections and you can see all of their like very beautiful things that aren't on display all the time. Mm. Although they're opening something so it will be on display all the Which time. Which is so exciting. Um, and so you get to like sit down there and you're like looking at these crazy wind chimes and all this weird stuff. It's very fun. Nice. Oh, it's also where I learned how to use a freight elevator. Hey. Important life skill. Yeah. Important life skill. You have questions about the art uh, art center? I don't know. What was <laughs> how do you ma- how do you make the the rhinestone cowboy hats? <laughs> <laughs> there were uh, there were people who like oh you know and another thing I did sorry I'm I'm now uh, they were making an embroidered map of Sheboygan oh and I like they That's just really basically cool. needed more hands on so I like went and learned how to embroider that stuff <laughs> That's really cool That's yeah. a really cool first job Well, yeah. first proper job first yeah. proper job first yeah. proper job Yeah. yeah. It was very cool. I love the place to this day, which is which is a testament, yeah, to it being fun to do that. Um, I have no. You presupposed all yeah. my questions. Uh-huh. Very so, thorough. Very thorough. Uh, yeah, it's very fun. Uh, I can't wait to go back up this year. Oh yeah, we're doing next. We're going weekend, next right? weekend. Yeah. Nice. God, is it already next weekend? It's next weekend. Holy yeah. Shit. Very yep. exciting. Um. This is a cool job. This might be the coolest job that's on this list. Oh, hands down. Yeah. Um, it's it sounds like something that uh, Zoe Deschanel would do. So I call <laughs> this strictly celluloid employed. Like it sounds, it, or like a Gilmore Girls thing. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like a Gilmore Girls thing that your job would be to like fish. Like the cardboard armada sounds like a Gilmore Girls thing. It it yeah. really was. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and we were out in the sun for so long, and like. It was so hot that day. I had iced coffee in the morning and I got back into my car and like took a sip of what I thought was going to be like warmish coffee. It was boiling. Oh, and I burned gosh. my mouth on coffee oh that had been sitting in my car. <laughs> it's horrifying. Uh, oof. Categories. Yeah. I already did oh, my, you did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Get caught up. So I went with, uh, because I think this job to me, it, it, the, the theme, the thing that sort of defines it is its ability to like make... A, be a part of a making bigger processes work like you were there to help with the cardboard armada to help with all these other things and like uh so i went with what's a place where where you see things or a place that is a place that helps broader processes work i went with inside a clock tower that's my category <laughs> uh i just called this summer ways to get paid in ac <laughs> nice. I kind of like Andrews for this. It sounds mysterious, which I think this job is also a little mysterious. Okay, I'll go with that. Yes, I can't speak highly enough of this place. If you guys can go, you should go. Sheboygan yeah. is a is is a nice hour away from Milwaukee. So if you ever come and visit us, yeah. come visit our fine city. Just head on up. It's genuinely worth. It's worth the time. Yeah, I've never gone there and had a bad experience. I've only actually only gone there and had fantastic and kind of illuminating experiences. So. My only yeah. regret is that we didn't get back up there to see that uh, the exhibition in the front house yes. with the World War One nurse. Oh, yes, yeah. to see it again. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But I'm glad we saw it once. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next up, we got Andrew. Hey, it's me again. Um, <laughs> so keeping the I think like I didn't realize that there was an interesting theme here between you and me, Kelly, and that our first jobs on this list were both. <laughs> you guys have like you guys are twins. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And our second jobs on this are both library jobs. So mm-hmm. I think just as a reminder to our listeners, we, the intro where we say we are librarians, that's not an exaggeration. Except that Kelly's the only one who actually works in the library. Um, and you, this is this is my case. Design. Yeah. Uh, well, and in this we case, we use I, I have the title have library. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. And uh, in this case, in case of this job, you'll find out why I don't work in a library. <laughs> Um, So this job is uh, a student supervisor at the circulation desk 
at the uh, Goldemeyer Library at UW-Milwaukee. Uh, named after uh, legendary UW-Milwaukee alum, Goldemeyer, first prime, first, uh, prime Minister of Israel, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, so I uh, I went to grad school, like everyone else at this table, for a library, uh, Library of Information Science. And um, I got this job working at the circulation desk uh, in the middle of that time. And uh, about that time, I realized, oh, I don't want to be a traditional librarian because this is rough. Uh, why is it rough? Well, let me tell you some fun things that I had to do. This, this is this a job. plum job, I will say. Oh, yeah. Like, and this, and that's you a, fought this, off people for this oh, job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is like, I, I feel bad about having, I mean, I, I will say, like, it was a good job. I'm very glad I did it. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot of good experiences. Mostly I just like wandered around the library <laughs> casually and got paid for it, which was great. Um, but some fun things that happened to me. So um, dealing with the public, again, as I mentioned, in the food <laughs> service times was always a bit of a rough thing for me. So they put me in front and I had to deal with all the public's problems like... Yeah, um, like circulation. It's, oh, yeah, it's, it's like you're, you can't hide. There's no where to like disguise yourself, especially if you're the student supervisor because then the actual circulation employees can go to their back of their offices and you can deal with uh, things like the time somebody found a bag of panties on top of a library on a bookshelf. That was me. I had to handle that. Me like, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Did one you time. just take two books and like... No, luckily, <laughs> luckily, luckily for me, that uh, that responsibility, the actual handling of, of gnarly things, was was tragically thrust upon the student security worker. Oh, <laughs> like, who got God bless all of you for all the things what you had did, to deal with. What did that? What What did they? <laughs> Did they use their walkie-talkies like giant salad dogs? I'm trying to think of something that they have. Their tools of the trade. In in that case, I just like let them handle it. Like you know what? This is all you. You got it. I'm gonna go back to the. Somebody has to watch the desk. I have to. I gotta go. go. But um, another great moment. Something is circulating over there. I can hear it. (laughs) Somebody needs to move these books. Um, One time, I had to. uh, When there was a patron. a recurring patron who would come in all the time and one time sat at a public computer started watching pornography <laughs> and drinking wine out of a styrofoam cup <laughs> public or institution what, or, or what? Yeah, woo, I want to say that person sounds like they're living their best life yeah. I, honestly <laughs> kudos to you sir but the funny thing see that's like that. that is a funny thing to encounter but the funniest thing about that is uh, you might not realize this if you're not a librarian is that and I, I'm almost wary to let this information out into the world, but strictly speaking, at a public institution uh, like library that I was working at, um, it's not in and of itself against the rules to look at pornography because technically Correct. pornography is information. You're allowed to have access to it as long as you're also, an adult. Also, there are a lot of things that people would think are pornography <laughs> that librarians need to fight tooth and it's, nail to keep it, in exactly. because it's... So it's, for philosophical oh. and practical reasons, it is not something that yeah. you can. Then, in, in and of itself, it's not a not a uh, removable offense, unless somebody complains about it, because then it becomes an issue of harassment. Or if you're touching yourself. Or if you're drinking wine. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> now, now that being said, again, philosophically, this is the stance I think most librarians are, have learned to take um, as a profession. But it still can be problematic for a lot of reasons obviously so so the the official approach that was was told uh, that i was told to take to handle the situation is to take a pre-printed slip of paper there was a stack of them ready to go at, at ready <laughs> that had the library's policy on the matter printed out i wasn't supposed to talk to the patron i simply was told to walk up to him get his attention and slyly slip this tiny slip of paper with a policy that presumably makes to somebody uh, on there and be done. Did they leave? Um, eventually. 
it was one of things where like we stood up and we're like we're just gonna see what happens uh because also he was drinking but also it was like not it was sly. It was a whole thing. Right. He didn't yeah. like sit down and like he wasn't having a pull out a mojo. Yeah, or like pull out like a brandy sniffer. <laughs> be as, like, I'm making, I'm making a night of it. Yeah. And honestly, like <laughs> as things went, I would prefer to have that man so above so many other people I had to deal with. For example, another fun porn related story <laughs> in the library. There's actually a section in the Goldemare Library in the basement that it was, and I assume there still is, where books that uh, have a higher probability of getting damaged are stored. That includes things that are like are largely erotica or things that, that can be that have erotic images in them that might get torn out by There's also some racist creeps. stuff right there. There is. Yeah. There's, there's a lot actually, of really bad racist a stuff. A lot of uh, nursing textbooks because our nursing program is apparently so competitive that nursing students would damage yeah. books to prevent other nursing students from having sort of information. assault the land yeah exactly like i have the information now no, no one, one else, else will can, yeah. they do and that's um, crazy. old copies of architectural review for similar reasons like that's what's in this section it's it's sure. hilarious so one day things that need to be protected slash things that are too provocative to necessarily precisely have on them. Yes. that like will get stolen or damaged basically yes. so um now the procedure for that is to access the things is that if someone comes up to say i want to see this specific piece that is stored here, but I can't find it. You'd say, oh, I know where it is. It's in the weird section in the basement. And you, the, uh, a manager, a.k.a. me, has to go att- go with them, go downstairs, and... To the very it, creepy To the basement. very creepy back corner of the basement where the corset is stored. you got to walk past all the like weird collapsing periodical oh, yeah. bookshelves. Yep. It's all dimly lit. The lights come on, flicker on as you walk yep. farther down because they're all on a, on a timer. Natural light is something you imagine, but you never see down I, there. I it's also great. work down there for a while, yeah, yeah, so no, I, know, I know it's up. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, so you're having this creepiest part of the mm-hmm. library, and you slowly open the... You unlock and then slowly open the collapsible... Uh, the ex- collapsing, expanding library shelves. You pull out the item... You hand this to the person and say, you cannot leave the library with this book. And then you're kind of supposed to let them have it. Have but also, you know, you don't. Basically, this guy came in. And said, you can't just leave them down there. Are they supposed to take the book back upstairs? I think technically they can take it in or inside the library, but you don't actually check it out to them. You don't you don't you don't like Got demagnetize it. it. You check it out to them so that the name's. This is this is a getting to the weeds, but yeah, like they they I, can't I guess, leave the building. Like, but you don't tell them. You're not like, here's this book. Go anywhere in the library you want. You just can't check it out. You're like, here's this book, and then the person. Let me know when you're done with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this guy came in one time. He was like, hey, um, and like he was breathing heavily. He's like, um, I saw, um, I saw, I saw you have this this book. I was, I'm just really curious to see, to see it. Like I was kind of amazed that you you have it on on your shelves, and I just couldn't find it. Can you show me where it is? I was like, oh. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take you down to it. I, I took him down What there. was it? It was like some generic, like, uh, like. Something smutty. Yeah. Well, it was like, it was like, um, you Madonna's know. Madonna's sex book. No, it, oh, was, man. it was some sort of like erotic um, airbrush paintings, like from someone who like did artwork for heavy metal magazines, that kind of shit, right? Like, not, I'm kind of actually super into that. I want to go no, find it now. It's, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, it's cool that it's there, you know, but this guy like got it and I went down it's with him. the Indies. Yeah. <laughs> That's that actually what it it's was. In, yeah, the Indies. Yeah, <laughs> it's what in it was actually in. Yeah. I, I was the cataloger. I know nice. shit. Indies. <laughs> indies. Indies. Well, see how excited you guys What's are. What's funny is, at a live I didn't party. find the Undies in the Indies, I, conveniently oh. enough, which would have been great. But anyway, he. I he wish you called them Undies instead of Panties first I know. time around. Really regret that. But I Unders. had to indicate how uncomfortable it was to find them. Yeah, fair. Um, so we go down, unlock the thing, the guy grabs the book, 
starts trying to run, and I feel like I just need to be kind starts of around. Starts to run? Not run, tries to like moving away. It's like, uh, like rapid fire from through. <laughs> like, like, just flip, 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 flip. He gets an erotic book and runs away. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I need! It's ah! And then he tries to go through, and student security has to be like, oh, man, oh please don't. <laughs> but no, it was so I like kind of like kind of watched him on the slide he he flipped through so fast with such excitement then like handed it back to me he's like I just want to see if it was real ah. and then like bolted out and then I turned around and my actual manager the actual adult who worked library was like I found out how it's followed me down the I was like hey you okay I was like yeah. why couldn't you handle that you're getting paid a salary I'm a student this is insane he's like he's like that's them's the breaks kids yeah I mean I can't blame him that's what I would do for him like yeah you figured this out but anyway um, yeah Golden Library great place uh, great library great institution the library that made me want to go to library school when I first checked it out full of weird pervs and creepy things I rem- and, and I strange situations I remember our good friend E, <laughs> yeah, 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 who also worked there, and uh, I remember Gossip Girl Gossip here. Girls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I remember running into her like when I was also working at the library and being like, "Hey, what's going on?" I worked on the like other side of the library, mm-hmm. um, and she was like, "Oh yeah, somebody saw a guy masturbating today," and I was like, "Oh shit, that sucks." Did you catch him? He's like, <laughs> E was like, "No." Uh, he had a change of clothes with him, so he immediately went into a bathroom, changed clothes, and then was able to get away. Disappeared into the stacks. <laughs> the, 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 oh, God. See, the creepiest actual one is, I was like, I, I, as a manager, I had to like do like sometimes do like the sweeps of the library when we closed it at night. Yeah. And there was one hallway that basically was super super long, had no lights, and at the end of it, you could not see anything. I just never went down it. Because I knew that if anyone was hiding in there, they they, they didn't. They I wasn't getting paid harm. enough they, to they like learned, get, deserve get to be stabbed by, yeah. a, by a weird clothes changing masturbator. <laughs> by a guy you just wanted to look some airbrush nudies. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so happy too. So happy. Any questions about? Uh, I will tell you the comparison that I was once told about working in circulation. Yeah. Is that uh, circulation is the litter box of librarianship. <laughs> you just get <laughs> shit on all the time. Yeah. 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 That sounds about right. That's uh, pretty tough. Rest stuff. Yeah. I don't even know what questions I would have, to be honest with you, based on your stories. Did you yeah. have to shelve? No. Cool. I wasn't one of the peons. No. Yeah, you're no, like, no. I was in charge. Well, really. The politics of that were also really weird and creepy and uncomfortable. Because like, there was definitely like, like the shelvers never talked to the circulation desk people. Not for any particular reason, just because like, there was like, I don't know. Yeah. So you just yeah. put it on those little rolly carts and then they would magically disappear. Basically, yes. Wow. There's a, there was definitely a class system to that. It was really creepy. There's a weird caste system that happens in, uh, in big academic libraries like that. Yeah. What's, who's at the very, very top? the head of the library <laughs> okay who's at the very very bottom uh, the circulation, circulation. Uh, st- the, the the shelvers the shelvers are the very lowest oh, uh, i don't think, sh- no, I think shelvers no, right, are higher up it's circulation they actually, yeah because they don't have to deal with people they just get to quietly move books well, around yeah and they have they have to have like training yeah where they have to like go and get stuff i would say on the student front like the people who work in ill in, in a yeah. library alone yeah because they're like sp- super special trained where they have to go mm-hmm. find things and then bring it back scan it yeah yeah, yeah. Put special markings on it. Just put special markings on it. I think they're like the highest. They're like the the highest. Of the you, high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cirque is the worst. Cirque. Cirque. Yep. Uh, I called this how the sausage gets made mm-hmm. because yeah. that's what you learned at this job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. Also. I had a, I had a similar thing in that I called it. This is a resume builder. This is 
highly mm. desired. Mm-hmm. Yes. Made sense. You were going to school for this sort of thing. This would look good on your resume. Um, but it has a different colon from the first one. Resume builder, colon, trial by flambe. <laughs> it's not out of the frying pan into the fire. The fire is in the frying pan. <laughs> You're like, if you can live through this, you could do anything. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I went with the stocks because again, yeah. yeah. But I think I think this is another one that goes to Mary. Thank you. Like. No. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, would I? I just keep thinking about like those jobs are so hilariously competitive oh my God, because yeah. there's like, you know, sixty people a year who graduate from the program and everybody wants it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just always think it's so funny because I also got one of those positions. So like yep. people are just get real pissy about it when they see oh, yeah. it. Yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> well, an elite because position it's like to stuff, find yourself It's in. like yeah. stuff people are like, I applied for that job. Yeah, I never applied for any of these jobs. Yeah, I always knew I didn't want to be an academic librarian. <sighs> yeah. I just wanted to make a decent amount of money Fair. while having something nice to put on my resume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. 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 Hmm. All right. The last one comes back to me. So this is a job that I did for five years. I was a nerd camp counselor at a nerd camp that I attended to as a child. As a little nerdling yourself. As, yeah. as a nerdling myself. So I spent 10 years of my life <laughs> in this institution um, in the summertime. It was like half of your life when you had this job. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, that's crazy. <laughs> really long time. And I ascended the ranks. First I started as a yeah. camper. Then I became a counselor. Then I became in charge of all the counselors. Um, but it's a job that I tr- super loved doing. Um, basically, uh, I, I think that all... What's weird about being a camp counselor and camp in general is that it's all kind of the same. Like if I watch camp media about like kind of what I would call like a like a canoes and bows and, and archery camp, the same sort of thing. Because so it's all it's all working with kids. Yes. In a very like specific and like specialized environment, which is like you're away from your parents. Mm-hmm. You're, you have to sleep in the same room with strange people. Mm-hmm. You have, like, these little groups that get to, like, march around and you see, like, weird social politics playing out. (laughs) Of children. Uh, Mm -hmm. You should... You're all hot. You're all hot. You should mention that this was at a college campus. Oh, yeah. Yes. We were at a... So the way this went down was um, we were at a college campus. We were not in cabins. um, And the kids would stay in the dorms. We would stay in the dorms. Luckily, we did not have to sleep with the kids, which is a huge distinction between archery and canoe camp Hmm. and this kind of camp. When I went to summer camp, we never slept with the, the counselors didn't sleep in the same. They I had their that, own special cabin. I think that that cabin. makes sense. Yeah. yeah like, it's, really it's a bad idea yeah. to do it any other way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I w- attended 4-H camp one summer and we all slept in the same cabin. Strange. Mm. I did have some where we all slept in the same cabin. It's but weird. Church and camps. Mm. They're like, what could go wrong? Um, <laughs> we're Lutheran. It's fine. <laughs> but um, we were on the res life side. So there were so kids would sign up to take classes ranging from things that were deeply academic, like um, like humanities, humanities yeah. classes and mathematics, to things that were far less academically rigorous, such as clowning. <laughs> but those are for littler kids. Um and the kids basically, you would your job was we would take our kids to breakfast in the morning. We each had a group of children between ranging from ten to eighteen kids. You'd march all those ducklings down to the cafeteria. You'd eat breakfast. Then you would send them on their way. Hmm? One sausage leg. One sausage leg. <laughs> You'd send them on their way. Then you would have a morning meeting. Then you would have three glorious hours to yourself. Then you would meet the kids for lunch. Then you'd have three more glorious hours to yourself. 
afternoon meeting, two meetings a day, mm-hmm. and then the kids were all yours after 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. You would meet at 5 p.m. to have dinner, and then use your job to entertain them until lights out at 10.30. That is wild. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. Yep. I mean, like... I would say I I was never a camp counselor. I think that during the day at like archery camp, you have to go and help with archery mm-hmm. and then you get your time off later at night. Yes. Yeah. Totally it's the opposite. Totally way. flipped oh, schedule. Yeah. Although like there'd be times you'd have to be on call or if something bad happened to one of your kids. You pretty much would want to <laughs> like be there so yeah. that yeah. you could like know what to do. Um, <laughs> but it always, there was sort of like a... So the teachers were definitely paid way better than us because they were actual adult humans. Some of them were professors, like, you know, but there was always sort of like a weird thing where you were like, you're professional, like the kids, like the teachers would be like, "Um, yeah, one of these kids has a bloody nose. And you'd be like, I am 19. Why do you think I know what to do? You are a high school teacher. You must deal with this all the time. Handle this, please. All the time. So there was like that weird kind of tension, I would say. But what was really fun about the job was... Basically, you had, because it was a nerd camp, you basically had a bunch of, like, precocious youths who are, who have, like, funny senses of humor and and funny things that they like to do. And your job was basically to create a really over-the-top, ridiculous experience for them in the afternoons, like, when they would come back. That was a fun job to do. Like... It was never just capture the flag. It was had to have like highly thematic capture the flag. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's because that's what the kids wanted, Mary, or is that what? Oh no, it's one hundred percent. It's one hundred percent for the counselors. Yes, <laughs> I mean it's easier. I would say to do crowd judging from. So what we would do is we'd have mandatory fun, is what we called it. <laughs> so kids would have to sign up. Each counselor would like pair up. And there was about 20 of us, so there'd be like 10 activities they could choose from. And you could make up your own activity, or there were some presets. Like, I think we basically always had soccer. We basically always had CTD, CTC, capture the flag, CTF. Capture the flag. But CTC is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It is, it is what one of, the, one of the kids referred to Cinnamon Toast Crunch as a lot. And it's, CTC! Now, and now it's like entered my vanilla. Yeah, is this when we have to let everybody see how the sausage is made, a.k.a. Andrew also worked at nerd camp? Yeah, but not for as long oh, as no, I, I, I And he did not experience. advance through the ranks. He didn't no. go to nerd camp. I, he I, wasn't head counselor. I, I was technically his boss. nepotism. I was his yeah. boss. Yeah. 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 But the only time, the only year he worked there, I was technically his boss. I worked there two years, in fact. And you but you were TA. You were on the yeah. you were on the academic oh, side, not God. res life. So. What did yeah. Thomas do? He was a counselor too. Okay. Hmm. He were was you in charge of Thomas? No, no we never guys over, were. We never overlapped. Overlapped. Hmm. Never overlapped. Was he your counselor when you were there? Like was well, did he you never overlapped was, that way. Yes, okay. he was never my counselor. But who would have thought that they decided not to do that? Right? <laughs> it was like a gender. Thing. Oh yeah. Okay. But, I mean, like, technically you're everybody's counselor, I suppose. But, like, you had counselor groups. Okay. And if you're good, and if you're a good counselor, like, if you, you know, want, you, your counselor group is very um, loyal to you. So if you're fun, and you buy them Taco Bell, <laughs> and you let them watch movies at night, and you, like, get to know them as people, then there's, like, kind of, like, a a culty, tribey element <laughs> that enters in there, which is yeah. also very fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very fun. Um, do you think there's still a, do you think there's a Facebook page dedicated to you somewhere? No, because like it's like a short term memory kind of thing, yeah. like because the kids are only there for four years maximum. Mm-hmm. So then they like shuffle off yeah. eventually. So, no, like at most you can be remembered at camp for like six years, I would say. If people like if older kids told younger kids about you when they were there, 
But no, I don't think that I'm like, I'm remembered probably among some of the counselors now who I worked with, but I still keep up with my camp kids. Like Facebook makes it very easy. So yeah, like I think that these bonds are like super, they, they transcend time. Like you, I still care about and pay attention to kids that I was counselors for at camp. And you're only really like, the oldest kid is 16 and so like, you're not much older than them right and like the soonest when i started working there i was 18 so i was like two years older than them which is a weird thing to think about <laughs> i'm in charge of you i'm in charge yeah. of you um so like it's you know you're kind of going through similar similar stuff but i would do this job again in a heartbeat if it wouldn't be way creepy for me to be like hi i'm 30 <laughs> here <laughs> i am the flag. Yeah. capture the flag um, you guys want to party tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, counselors. Let's get rowdy. We actually did, Children. We actually did a lot of like kind of war game things. Yeah. Because you do have this like weird kind of cultish. Oh, man. But we did. We basically did like a Vietnam War reenactment. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the I was uh, I was the one of the Vietnam uh, generals. You were the Viet Cong. <laughs> we were the Viet Cong. Yes. <laughs> and I had a we did it with Nerf and um, water balloons full of red Kool-Aid. <laughs> and um, those smoke grenade fireworks. <laughs> and uh, I had a water balloon like tucked into my bra so that at the final moment when a kid did shoot me, I could like burst it and then bloodshot out. <laughs> that was a really fun. That was a really fun one. We had we that was really fun, too. It was very. Because we knew we needed to have absolutely the right kids so it wouldn't get, like, very dangerous and yes. kind of dangerous, we had some kids that were pre-assigned to that, and that was, like, a big badge of honor. I've been pre-selected. <laughs> so the uh, the code word for it for mandatory fun was just another walk up a hill because we were <laughs> on this big hill, oh, and so <laughs> the Viet Cong were up top, and the American soldiers were down below. <laughs> <laughs> but I recommend it. I love it. I don't think I would be the same person I am today without going to camp and then working at camp. I needed those two things together. You needed something to, like, really prove how extra you can be. <laughs> yes. No, absolutely. To keep a balloon in your bra so that you can have a good death scene. <laughs> yes. That was my first year. <laughs> Just right out of the gate, wild. <laughs> Buck wild. <laughs> There is uh, there is an ongoing tradition. So the last, so it's sort of like, in theory, camp is actually quite structured and and like potentially like helicoptery, like other camps for high schoolers. I know it's kind of like you have more time to yourself. It's not really like that. You're basically always in like a big group of people with like adults milling around with you. But the last night of camp, they're just sort of like no rules. Like that's like like what it is. That's it's the like, rule. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're gonna have a dance. Then we're all gonna watch a slideshow. Then we're all gonna come all of us to the back lawn and we can all sit on the lawn till 2 a.m. eating pizza and then once you go back inside everyone's supposed to have a party you're like what <laughs> what um and the, it's very it's highly traditional for the especially boys to make um what they call kickapoo and it's a sugary highly caffeinated substance that then if someone makes really good kickapoo then that like circulates through camp and people are like coming up to you with little dixie cups full of it and like handing it out it's weird. It's weird. I drank a lot of Kickapoo in my day. Almost none of it is good. I'll always sample. If I find out there's good Kickapoo, I'll like wander up to that floor and I'll open the like the hallway into a bo the boys' side and the smell the will wave hit me and I'll be like, oh and god, <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh god. I'm like why am I doing this again? 
But yeah. yeah, it was fun. I would do it again. Do you have any questions about summer camps? Morning at summer camps? I'm, Andrew's like, I've no. done it. So. I, I know. I've asked in between one time. He did it one <laughs> time. Grill Squad was really fun. Oh, yeah. Great stuff. We basically decided we were going to grill all the burgers for all of our cookouts so we could be away from kids, basically. <laughs> I like that half of your, half of what you did there, not half, but some of what you did there was just avoiding children. That is a portion of it <laughs> for sure. I mean, I was, one. my first year as a head counselor, I didn't have a group of kids and I hated it. That's actually very important, I think, is that everyone should have a group of kids. Yeah. Because that... They are, like, the glue that, like, makes it all make sense. If you're just, like, an adult who's wandering around coming up with random shit for kids to do, it's not so fun. It's not as fun, yeah. You need your own group of kids to do random shit with and, like, hang out with. You'll be an awesome Girl Scout leader? I don't know. Yeah, I do want to do that. Oh, my God, yeah. Mostly, I'm looking forward to eventually sending my own children to this camp and showing up and being like, trash, are you good? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Are you good at this at all? (laughs) I like that you're going to ship your kids off to Kentucky. Well, yeah, like, people come out over bye. the... They come from yeah, all over the, the world. world. Yeah. We would always have a couple kids from China. Oh, yeah. That's, from Japan. That's also an important thing to mention is after that night when everybody's up till 2 a.m., then you guys have to get everybody to the airport. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> making making the office workers take kids to the airport was one of my finest... That still continues to stay one of my finest accomplishments as a head counselor. I was like, this is garbage. You cannot have, the, you cannot have these counselors driving children to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> we have to have someone who gets to go home do this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely terrible Mm. absolutely terrible i also potentially did that because i once got the camp van trapped in a underground (laughs) parking structure because i didn't know i couldn't take it down there Mm. (laughs) anyway (laughs) maybe they're just like mary you're not taking any other children to the airport ever Mm. uh categories i again because i think the 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 central dynamic to this whole experience is uh dealing people who are different age than you who are strange to you i went with a friend's wedding yep I made assumptions about nerd camp that I think I was wrong about. So I called it uh, summer ways to get paid in the AC. But Whoa. it doesn't really sound like you guys had a lot of AC going on. <laughs> the AC was a double-edged sword. Because okay. it's nerd camp. So the kids want to be in the AC. Yes. But but if you're in the AC, you're smelling the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll put it. So I always liked outdoor jobs. I was almost always front of lawn or veranda if I could pull off the veranda. Just the veranda. The veranda was like this like back balcony porch situation. And that was nice because you didn't have to sit in grass. Mm. It was concrete and tile. I can't believe you didn't have like your own little lawn chair that you brought with you. Of course we did. <laughs> of course we did. Oh, yeah. But it then was, your kids yeah. would come back from study hall and then they would be like wanting to like sit all over your chair with you because I had like a big lounger. And you're so like, like you could get like <laughs> you could get like at least six girls like perched on this thing and then eventually i'd be like but then you'd someone would need you so you'd have to get up so then eventually you'd abandon your chair and then your kids are sitting all over your chair like you bastards what was your category um i also focused on the fact that my two jobs i work with like opposite age kids like different people of different ages um and i think that camp is sort of like it changes, right? Like camp now is different from camp when I was a kid. It's different from a camp when my brother was a kid, but it kind of doesn't change because yep. it's always the same kind of stuff. So like camp is staying. I am growing older, but camp is staying forever the same. So I called this a uh, picture of Dorian Halcyon Day. Oh. Because oh. it's good. I'm getting older. I'm the picture mm-hmm. in this situation. <laughs> and it stays young forever. Wow. I think Mary gets it. Yeah. Thank you. 
Nice. All right, we did it. Woo! Boom. So to all of you listeners out there, if you have a job you hate right now, be it temporary or no, just think back. I think this has been a good exercise for me to like look back on all the places we've been. Yeah, just think of jobs you used and to all have the jobs and hated and and all the jobs and jobs you had and loved and like all the jobs that are probably in your future. Yeah. So none of us will work somewhere forever. Do you really want to live forever? Maybe. Forever yet? <laughs> are you trying to sing again? <laughs> trying to sing? I'm. I'm not trying. I'm doing. Maybe we should make a th- like an outro song that we can sing every time. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> Maybe it could be on whoever's hosting it to come up with an outro <laughs> song. Uh, all right, Andrew, take us out. All right, thanks as always for listening to a categorical oracle. Uh, we appreciate it. While you're listening, uh, since you're at presumably some service of choice, be it Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, though I think they're changing the name of that to YouTube Music. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, Go ahead and uh, go ahead and press that subscribe button if you haven't already. Which you know, if you haven't, well, that just seems negligent. Um, and if you if you happen to be on you know uh, on these services, give us a rating and a review as well because we appreciate it. We need it. People need to know, and this is how they figure it out. So, uh, thanks again as always, and check us out. You can check, you can also check us out at outrageousmechanisms.com. Otherwise, uh, have a great day. Bye. Bye. Outrageous.